Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Who's talking about inflation? We haven't had inflation for years. But it turns out that gas prices have driven Canada's inflation rate in July to the highest point since 2011. And and I'm wondering about this because, uh, you know, if I take a look at what the media is saying, not that we're not the media, but I'm talking about the printed media where these learned people tell us about what has happened and, and what it portends. Higher gasoline prices helped push the country's annual inflation rate in July to its highest uh, since uh, 11, which is what I said. And uh, it goes on to say the federal agency said the consumer price index for July was up 3% on a year-over-year basis uh, versus 2.5% in June. And economists had expected a year-over-year inflation rate of 2.5%. So we're running a little high. Is it just gas, Dave Sparrow? Absolutely not. You know, the, the uh, same article you're you're discussing talked about food being up 4.4%, mortgage interest up 5.2%. You know, people are facing more higher prices everywhere. And uh, I know I feel it in the grocery store. I do a, I do the grocery shopping for our family, and you can see the prices going up. And, and, and the over- grocery guys say it's going to be more because of the tariffs. Absolutely, and and frankly, probably because of the gas prices, because they that food comes on trucks to get to the grocery stores. But you know, don't be surprised when uh, workers are asking for wages that are more commensurate with this kind of inflation uh, increase, because it's been a long time since people have had any real increases uh, beyond the minimum wage increase we saw recently. Well, Michael Giles, are are you on side with Dave Sparrow? Do you have a different take on it? Because I think that there there are a lot of questions in here. I mean, the first question that I would ask, and I'll throw it to you, is uh, okay, so gas has caused this, but in the last two days, it's down 10 cents. And, and that's before we see the effects of the 10 cent reduction because cap and trade has been killed, which we're told by uh, the office of Premier Ford will happen about the end of the year. Yeah, well, I think the issue here is that it's, uh, you know, from a political point and from a, a realistic point of view, is how this affects families. And you just, like, as David said, you walk into a grocery store, you know, if you take a look at the price of meat, for example, it's, you know, you see people literally look, I, I, put it back down and leave again. Cause it's, so this has a direct impact upon families. I mean, if you're the federal government, if you're, you know, the Justin Trudeau, you're going to look at this and you're going to start getting a little nervous because there's nothing more, uh, you know, damaging than going into an election with people saying, I can't afford to live, I can't afford to do this. The other thing we've got to be concerned about is, if inflation does start to sit at these levels, you'll see the, the Bank of Canada will have to start taking sort of mitigating measures. And one of the, you know, the, the ones that will obviously have the greatest impact would be interest rates. And if you start raising those to deal with that, then you sort of have this crunch. And speaking to Dave's point, you know, Dave's point, you know once you start getting uh, you know, contracts coming up for renewal, it, then you start having problems. Well, you see, nobody around the, the, the closest thing around this table to a spring chicken is Capo Bianco. And Capo Bianco is not that young. So, so I've got to go over Have to you him. Seen and the I, price of chicken? Yeah, well, no. What I'm saying is that Michael Giles and Peter Sherman, and, and to an extent, David Sparrow, may not see that many more time horizons. You may get one or, one or two more. But the, the, I do agree with, uh, with Giles on, on one thing. If you. If you go to the store, as you say, and you pick up a piece of meat, like uh, we like roast beef in my house. Now, we don't have a family of four anymore. The kids are grown up, but we often invite people. So we'll buy a roast because it's, it's one of the favorite Sherman meals. 
And when you pick up a four pound roast and it's 65 bucks, you say, <laughs> mm-hmm. do I really want to do this, John? <laughs> well, back to being a spring chicken, Peter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let me just say, I'll say on air, I love you for saying that. Thank you. <laughs> but no, listen, I, uh, Michael t- uh, sort of tapped the right issue here with respect to the families and how this is going to affect politically. There's no doubt that gas prices are, are, are rising, which is why Doug Ford, I think, so so astutely made that a political issue with respect to 10 cents. I remember when he made that announcement, people were scratching their heads, 10, 10 cents a gas. You know, even the premier at the time from a campaign perspective kind of brushed it off as as uh, as needless campaigning or politicking. But but I think Doug Ford sort of realized then, as he does now, that that was a serious issue uh, at the pumps. And again, you know, the retail politicsness of it, um, hearing from people saying, you know, every time I go to a gas station, every time I see the, the gas being 130, 140, 150, especially on long weekends, you get a bit of, you get a little tired of that. Uh, so there's no question that, plus some of the other stuff that David was mentioning. Well, you guys got to move rural like me where it's $1.24. Yeah. <laughs> well, Just saying. It, it, Go ahead, right. John. Absolutely. And most people are. But but I think, though, so I, I do think it's an issue. I do think it's a political issue at the federal level more than anything else, given the fact that we just recently had a Saudi Arabia a spat with Canada. And, and luckily, Saudi Arabia decided not to stop the oil flow uh, to us. Uh, oh, one of the, uh, for God forbid they should. Under the conditions. Um, but it also brings up the whole issue of pipelines and oil supplies and those kinds of things. So... So even though the the issue can be very much a home consumer issue with respect to gas prices and in the grocery stores, but it's actually much more of a bigger political issue with respect to what are we doing with NAFTA? How's that going to affect us with with trade Mm -hmm. and some of those foods? What's going to happen with countries like Saudi Arabia if we get them angry and they stop flowing oil to us? Those kinds of issues, Peter, are going to be huge. Well, the headline I got from Conrad Black, who I spoke to at 4.30, we do on Fridays, and I said, so the headline is, Conrad Black says, and, and he's plugged into this kind of thing, uh, that, that the um, the upshot of all of this nonsense we're seeing with NAFTA is Canada will be part of NAFTA, and we will wind up having an agreement, and, uh, and the tariff nonsense is going to go away. So uh, if you take that into consideration, if you take into consideration the fact that the uh, the changes to cap-and-trade and the 10-cent reduction is somewhere down the road, I mean, everybody says to me, yeah, but other people will put it up 10 cents, so we're never going to see it. I don't know if that's true. If you take a look at the fact that the grocery stores are saying, well, the prices will go up because of the tariffs, but the tariffs aren't going to stay there, he said, Essentially, I can't ask you a simple question, Michael Giles, uh, where you can give me a simple answer that, that's like, do you think inflation will still be at 3% next year? It sounds like it won't, but uh, there's so many variables variables you can't know. Absolutely. There's tons of variables in this. And, you know, I, speaking to, to what Premier Ford, you know, with the with the uh, 10 cent gas thing, you know, I found one of the things I found that was very interesting is the conversation he had, sort of a side conversation where he was talking about pulling in the leaders of oil companies to avoid collusion on pricing. And, that, and I think that was part of the signal that don't try to recoup this 10 cents through, you know, through your margins. This is, you know, people need to see a 10 cents Reduction. Having said that, you know, there's a lot of things at play here. The, the whole negotiations on NAFTA. I mean, I, I think uh, Conrad Black was referring to this as well. I, I heard a little bit of what he was saying. Mexico is the problematic negotiation here. That's what the United States is doing here. Trump is playing this whole game. You know, the salaries, the wages, that's where we have issues there. So this is all, we will get a, a NAFTA agreement. Canada cannot possibly not be part of that. Uh, it just depends on how we get there and the, the road to that. Let's hope that it's soon. John, in a moment. Dave? I, I just uh, agree with you, Peter, that there are so many pieces at play here when it comes to gas prices. And $0.10, cents, you know, would we all like to pay $0.10 cents less per liter? Absolutely. But in the last four years or so, we've seen $1.55 gas, we've seen $0.99 cent gas, and it's bounced back and forth due to so many different market uh, pressures. 
I'm not sure where the gas prices are going to be next uh, summer. Um, frankly, it could go down 10 cents, and I wouldn't really notice except for that one fill-up because the next uh, the next day it'll be up 10 cents at a different uh, a different gas station. So it's going to be uh, easy for Ford to point at and say, look, we did it. And uh, the question will be whether it's sustainable and whether it's actually reduced enough that people feel it in their pocketbook. And, John, you had a point you wanted to make. I was just going to say back on the NAFTA issue, and we may be discussing this a bit more in detail too, Peter, but... Uh, the whole issue with NAFTA is, is going to be critical, and, and notwithstanding what what Conrad Black said, and I defer obviously his his expertise in this, but um, you know, it, again, it's not looking particularly good for the federal liberals on this issue, no. especially when you're when you're hearing that they're actually having these backroom deals or these deals that have been going on with Mexico over the course of the last little while, and and even you know President Trump's reaction to say, oh yeah, well Canada will be involved at some point, um, you know, at the end of the day, they cannot not do anything with Canada, but. The way it's happening and the way it's going around and how, the way that we're being put in sort of from the back door side of things is not looking particularly good. And we may be losing our leverage, Peter, with respect to how and what we want in the NAFTA deal as a result of this. Well, you know what? You've opened the door, and I'm going to stop for a break. But when we come back, let's talk about NAFTA. Uh, mm-hmm. I am with uh, John Capobianco, Michael Giles, and Dave Sparrow. They're our panel today. Topics worthy of discussion on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.